everybody. This is Raul Gonzalez. And I'm Oscar Ibieta. Together, we are Medicare Agent IQ. And the reason we do this podcast is really our hope is that we are helping agents, whether it be an agent that is already an expert and they're just kind of looking to sharpen their tools, or whether it be somebody who's struggling and is really looking for, for some help and being successful selling Medicare. One of the things or one of the thoughts that I had today and why we decided to, to do this show in particular is, you know, OEP is over and obviously we're not in AEP. So it's like, well, what do you do if you, you come across somebody? I see, I think so often we see agents that are, we will, we'll see an agent that will walk away from a seller. We'll, we'll put it in their, you know, who they're going to contact during AEP. When in reality, there's, there's opportunity all year long that you can still enroll people into a Medicare Advantage plan. You see that a lot, right? Yeah. And so the question is, you know, what do we do now in what, I know back where you used to work, they called it the ROY, the rest of the year. Right. What do we do this time, this time of the year? And I remember early on getting into the business, people would, when I told them what I was doing, they'd say, that's a seasonal business. That's only, that's only something that you do in the fall. And then they opened it up to the, to OEP, right? Something that's fairly new in the, well, it was revived a few years ago, uh, something that takes place in the first quarter. But now that both, we're outside of both of those enrollment periods, we're in the ROY the right. rest of the year. And so what do we do? <laughs> Most of the time, some people, some agents may just think, okay, I'm starting to build a pipeline and see what I can do. See, see put together a pipeline as we get closer to AEP. But the reality is there's a lot of opportunity that's still out there this time of year. Yeah. I remember, you know, going back to my Humana days, we used to, we used to hope for, or really shoot for having the biggest AEP pipeline. And so we'd be like, oh man, like, oh, I've, I've got 80 people in my, and we, we used to call it an AEP set, just kind of mm -hmm. like a set of people that you had. So they'd be like, oh, I've got 80 people in my AEP pipeline. We're ready to go. And, and so I, I can't wait for, for October 1st or October 15th to come around. We're going to go out there and we are going to do great things. But I'm now in a position where I'm like, you know what? let's let AEP worry about itself, right? Let's get as many sales as we can throughout the rest of the year. And so let's just real quick, you know, for, for, uh, just for the sake of making sure we go through the important enrollment periods, obviously there's the initial enrollment period, right? When is that? That's three months before your birthday month, the month of your birthday in three months after your birthday, right. 65th birthday, of 65th <laughs> birthday, right? Yeah. And, and then of course there's the AEP, the annual enrollment period, our favorite Oct time of the year, October 15th through December 7th. It is one of the best times of the year for agents and also like one of the worst times, right? Like you're like, <laughs> man, yeah. I'll just, well, we have an agent and he's really like for us, the king of AEP, right? Mm -hmm. he's, he's always a, you know, one of our top producers, every AEP. And he goes out there and he's, he's working seven days a week and he's working those, you know, 16 hour, 20 hour days, literally yeah. waking up 4am like that, that he just goes nonstop during AEP. I can't imagine. But uh, so, so for him, it's not probably his favorite time of the year because he's, he's going nonstop, but he does, does quite a few sales because of that. But oh, yeah. that's the AEP 
CP, and then uh, there's of course OEP that that we all know about, and that runs from January 1st through uh, March the 31st. And during that time, you are able to make one change, and it goes into effect that next month. But it's just one change. So if you do an OEP change for February 1st effective date, then you are pretty much done with OEP for the year. Yeah. Now speaking of OEP, there are some pieces to that. OEP, it has to be, you're allowed to make that one-time change, but it's from either a Medicare Advantage plan to another Medicare Advantage plan, or from a Medicare Advantage plan back to original Medicare with a prescription drug plan. Uh, A lot of times agents get that a little bit confused that you may run into that individual during OEP that only has original Medicare. Is there an opportunity to enroll them now? There might be, but you can't use OEP. So just because you can't use OEP doesn't mean that there isn't a different opportunity, which we're gonna dive into here in just a bit, Just a bit, but just to clarify, OEP, first quarter of the year, March, January 1st through March 31st, people are allowed to make that one-time change from an Advantage plan to another Advantage plan or from an Advantage plan back to original Medicare. Yeah. But it doesn't, like I said, doesn't, doesn't disqualify them from from having another opportunity to make a change. And so that's where you as the agent, it's important to understand how other enrollment periods work to see if you can create an opportunity for you. And it's not something that you're having to throw into that AEP pipeline. So one of those things is the low income subsidy, LIS. It's finding out if people, and what is that role? What is LIS? Yeah. So the way that LIS or the low income subsidy is, it's also referred to as extra help, yep. right? When you go to socialsecurity.gov slash extra help is where seniors, it would always, we would always tell them you can get extra help to pay for things like, uh, like for your prescription drugs that yep. comes from the federal government. I want to make sure that we make a distinction between the low income subsidy. And of course we'll talk about later Medicaid, right? Mm-hmm. The low income subsidy is where you're at 135% of the federal poverty level. And if you are at that amount and, and also you know don't have uh, tons of, of assets, then you would, you would qualify for extra help to pay for your prescription drugs. And so you do that through socialsecurity.gov. Now, the announcement was made, I don't know, it yeah. hasn't gone into effect, but it's gonna go from 135% to 150? Yep, 150% beginning January 1st of 2024. Yeah. So that's down the road, but right now it's 135%. So to translate those numbers, an individual would have to make less than $1,843 a month. That's or, at the current amount? That's the current amount as it is in 2023. Uh, and then for a couple, it's $2,485, $2,485. I want us to stop real quick and kind of think about that in, in terms of in terms of people. So if you live in a large metro area, like San Antonio, we are a low-income city a lot of times where people in San Antonio seniors are the, the amount in and I'm, I'm giving an, uh, an, an estimate, but it's about 65% at the current level, 65% of San Antonio qualify for the low income subsidy. So what that means is, is you know, almost seven out of every 10 seniors that you meet qualify for it, even if they don't know, even if they're yeah. not getting it already, they do qualify. But if you eliminate certain pockets of our city, 
where that are the higher income areas, then you actually will find out that it's significantly more, right? So, so when it changes to that 150%, if you stay out of those kind of wealthy areas of your city, and you're just working into those lower or lower income areas, you're going to find that the majority of people that you talk to can make a change really throughout the whole year, right? Once every yeah. quarter is how the low income subsidy works. Yep. So if you have LIS, you're allowed to make one change per quarter for the during the first three quarters of the year. So understanding how this program works and understanding what this limits are, if you're out in the field, especially during this time of year, it's important any time of the year, but if you're out in the field this time of year during the ROI, the rest of the year once OEP has passed, and you're trying to find opportunities to write business immediately, if you know how this LIS program works, it's going to be very useful because you can one bring you're bringing value to your customers to your clients if you can help them understand those limits and you can help them apply it's a 5 minute online application Raul mentioned the website a little bit a little bit earlier it takes maybe five minutes to go through it. If you can get somebody to qualify for that program, not only does that improve their situation when they make that trip down to the pharmacy, you're the hero because you just turned that tier three $50 medication into a four or $5 copay or the donut hole, which everybody is not a fan of. And as agents, it's something that we're required to explain to our seniors. Um, they can avoid that donut hole altogether if they're able to qualify for the LIS program. So there's value in that, it, the value that you bring as the agent to your clients. But again, it creates an opportunity for you to write some business today, especially if they don't have the program. If they don't have, if they're not on it and they, you help them qualify for it, you're able to make a sale the second that they qualify for the program and you don't have to put it in that pipeline. Yeah. And, and really the, the best part of it is you get to help your senior that you're working with who could really benefit from the change, right? And yeah. they're like, oh man, I really, I really did want to get on this plan. I, I would love to get that extra dental coverage. And one having to tell them, sorry, no, you can get that next year. You can yeah. get that January first. No, we can actually do that now. We can help them, help put them in a better situation. So, side note, I always like to do this. Like when we give trainings, is I give people side notes, kind of thinking about low income communities in dental offices. If it were me and I'm looking for like opportunity, I'm going to go in and try to create some relationships with dentists. We'll have a whole podcast just where we talk about that also. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and look for dentists in areas where there there are predominantly lower income individuals. And I'm going to talk to them about these plans with great dental benefits that they can tell their clients about. So, hey, real quick, uh, with the low income subsidy, if a person has original Medicare and they're just on original Medicare, are they able to enroll in an Advantage plan or do they also have to wait like OEP? Is this, is this? No, they can enroll. So if you if you run into that individual who only has original Medicare mm-hmm. and you're able to help them qualify for this LIS program, you can then enroll them into a Medicare Advantage plan. They don't have to wait. That's until awesome. Next year. Yeah. Right. So, oh, yeah. so, so it's an opportunity. So kind of thinking about if you're working retail and what we refer to as working retail is, is working at a grocery store with a table set up or working at a Dollar General, a place like that. And you are in that type of situation. You run into somebody who comes up to you and, and they want to, to make that change. They just have original Medicare. You can do it right then and there. Yep. So, uh, the next one are dual eligible clients. Do me a favor. Let's just kind of, let's explain the difference between 
how the Medicare savings program would work, the state the, yeah. the state program versus the federal program. Yeah, so the, the MSP, the Medicare Savings Program, what out, out in the street, out in the field, people refer to it as the Medicaid program. And you know what, we should clarify, we're talking about Texas, right? Yep. And so Texas. people, in, you know, you could be in California, they, it's Medi-Cal or what, right. whatever it is. So, so different states have, have different programs, so. Yeah, so here in Texas, the, the Medicaid program, well, it's referred to as Medicaid, um, but when you're dealing with the population who is Medicare eligible and they're trying to apply for this Medicaid program, it's referred to as the Medicare Savings Program. Right. We call it MSP. But again, out in the streets, it's called, people call it Medicaid. That's a state program. This is a state program as opposed to what we just went over, the LIS program. That's a federal program for extra help with your prescription drugs. Two completely different separate programs act independently from each other. But the Medicare Savings Program, it's the application that helps people apply for, again, here in Texas, Medicaid. And there are a few different levels to it. And there, there are actually three uh, different levels. But if a person qualifies for this Medicare Savings Program at any level, um, then it allow, it opens up that opportunity, that door, that window for them to make a change, again, once per quarter during the first three quarters of the year. So it creates an opportunity for you to make a sale and then again brings value to you, the agent, because you're actually helping put them in a better position by saving the the Medicare Part B premiums. That's what that's what those levels of the Medicare Savings Program do and can even help bring your co-pays down uh, so you won't have any out-of-pocket costs if you qualify at the full, at the highest level, if right. you will. So side note, do you help people qualify for that yourself? We do. Do you know how much we get paid for that? Uh, zero. Zero. We don't make <laughs> yeah. any money to, to, to help people qualify for the Medicare Savings Program, but it's a value-added service that we as agents, when we're out there talking to people, we say, hey, look, yes, we, we are Medicare insurance brokers, and we, we do help people enroll into me these Medicare Advantage plans, and that's how we get paid, yes. But we also understand that the Medicare Savings Program, this Medicaid program, is a part of it. And if we can help you qualify for that, because we understand and we do trainings on all this stuff, we, we help you understand what those income limits are, what people are allowed to have in assets, and then we also do trainings on helping people actually how to how to fill out that application. Right. So we do all of that. And again, these are services that we provide to our clients. Uh, that we don't make any money on doing these, providing these services, but we know that it's going to lead to an opportunity to make a sale. We don't make money on it, but we make money because of it. Yeah, right. That's exactly you know, it puts, right. It puts us in a position to to help. But the best part of it, and, and and I've seen this where people who didn't know that they could qualify for Medicaid and end up getting it, where all of a sudden they go from going to the doctor all the time, they're paying copays, literally will be moved to tears the day that they yeah. get that letter. And they are so appreciative of what you've done. So forget about like the making the money and all of those things. It feels so good to help somebody in that situation who really is financially, obviously if you're, if you're at these levels, it's hard, especially yeah. with the rising cost of groceries and things like that. It feels good to be able to say, you know what? I help that person yeah. and you can sleep really well at night. So regardless of whether or not you get the referrals and you get all that other stuff, it feels great to do. But those referrals and, and, yeah, and, all, and start they're, like they start coming in, people will, will do it. So, uh, 
people, that's a great opportunity to enroll people, right? Once again, once a quarter for the first three quarters. Let's talk real quick and just take a minute. And we're, man, if we, like for a radio show, we'd have that dun, 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 <laughs> Medicare uh, redetermination. Let's, uh, I'm sorry, Medicaid redetermination. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about that. Would you explain what it is and, and, and how agents, one, uh, can be prepared for it, but two, how they can... Um, how they can benefit from it yeah, as so agents. If you're new to the business within the last three years, this is something that's gonna come, that has been coming as a shock to a lot of agents. Back in 2020, when the pandemic uh, occurred, what happened was they basically grandfathered, they, anybody who had Medicaid, they allowed them to continue on to Medicaid and they allowed them to do that for about three years uh, through March 31st of, of 2023. So from right. 2020 through March 31st of 2023, people did not have to renew your Medicare, Medicaid, excuse me, that traditionally, that's not how it works. When you have Medicaid, you have to renew your Medicaid status every single year by in Texas, re, in mm -hmm. Texas by refilling out that, that application. But from 2020 through March 31st of 2023, people did not have to renew their Medicaid. And so that's not something that agents are used to seeing out in the field. They're not used to people coming up to them and saying, hey, I have this letter saying that I need to renew my Medicaid. I've never gotten this before, or agents are telling us, I've never seen this before. It's very normal, people having to do this from year to year. But now that people are having to, are having to reapply and they're get, their Medicaid status is gonna be redetermined, a lot of people's situations have changed. They've gotten that raise from Social Security year over year, and, and sometimes that raise bumps them over those income limits to qualify for the Medicaid that they have, and it'll essentially it kicks them off, which means that they're gonna have to come off of that Medicare Advantage plan that they're on or that they've been on. Um, sometimes they have, maybe they have a family member pass away and they inherit some money and now they've got a large amount of money in their, in their savings account, which in the eyes of, of Texas, it may disqualify them from the Medicaid program. Maybe they weren't working when they qualified for this Medicaid program and now they've since taken a part-time job. They've got some additional income, which kicks them off of that Medicare savings program. So all these things are happening and right now people have been receiving these letters saying, hey, you have to reapply for your Medicaid. They're or, already receiving them? Yeah, they've started receiving them and they're and a lot of these people are being told, hey, you're gonna be losing your Medicaid and it's coming as a shock to not only the members, but to the agents because they're fall, they're coming into these situations and they actually, they're, they're, they don't have a full understanding on how to have this conversation with those members. So if you're in Texas or whatever state it is that you're in, make sure that you take the time to get familiar with uh, the Medicaid programs that are offered in those particular states. Yeah, it could be, a, you could, again, you could help people a lot and then of course benefit from it, right? Yeah. So if somebody loses their if some if somebody loses their Medicaid status and they sign up for or they're gonna be disenrolled from their Medicare Advantage plan. So one, they're disenrolled well, it's an opportunity for you to help them and then enroll them. Uh, it just it just opens up a lot of opportunity yep. for you. So we, we've got to take advantage of that and, and, and help people at the same time. So there's ways to do that. When you're working retail, that's a big one. When, when people are going to come up to you, especially if you're working a retail 
place in a uh, low-income community, mm -hmm. they see that you do Medicare, they're going to come up and they're going to ask you some questions and try to figure that out. So as we go through some of these these next uh, SEPs, one thing I want to remind everybody is is you can go to United Healthcare through through Lean. That's the their enrollment tool, and you go in there. There is a an SEP worksheet where there's just a bunch of different uh, enrollment periods. Every enrollment period that's available is on there. So it's yeah, got a pretty lengthy. Out. It is. Yeah. So it's got that. And then, and then there's also the, um, there, there's Humana has it as well. If you go into their marketing yep. resource uh, center, but we're going to go over really the main ones that you're going to see for the most part. Yep. But, you, you want to educate yourself, look, look through it and make sure that you're not, you know, that there's not something that you're missing. So the next one is the SEP move, right? Yep. So what, what, what does that look like? 60 days people have if, if they move from, from one County to another. Yeah. So as a matter of fact, I got a phone call earlier this week have a, uh, was a referral. Somebody has a family member moving from Phoenix here to um, here to San Antonio. So from the time that they move, they have 60 days to make a change to to their insurance, to their plan, whether it's an Advantage plan or a prescription drug plan. They're able to make a change to uh, to their plan. One important thing to know, and we've 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 actually seen some situations where agents have learned this lesson the hard way, where someone says, "Well, they're coming up. Um, you know, they're they're going to be." they're going to be moving over here from Phoenix later this month. Uh, can we go ahead and get everything taken care of? We've seen agents actually go through and make those changes for them. And then they get that phone call from them saying, Hey, uh, mom's actually not moving from Phoenix after all until the end of August. So can we go ahead and, and or not at all, or not at all. <laughs> yeah. She's going to stay back there in Phoenix. So make sure that if you, if you're dealing with somebody who is moving, that they've already made the move right. to whatever uh, new County it is that they're living in. Yeah. And just an important note that I want to share with, with agents is if you're talking to someone, your own senior who is going to be moving, uh, don't call Medicare ahead of time. Don't call the health plan ahead of time. I've seen a lot of times where people will make that call and they'll say, Hey, look, I've moved and, or I'm going to be moving and they, they'll disenroll them immediately on the first of the next month. The hard part of that is let's say that they do it on the 27th, right? You call, you call your health plan on the 27th and say, Hey, I, I I'm, I'm going to be, or I'm moving or I moved. And you tell them I moved and they don't do anything other than update your address, but then you get disenrolled automatically as of the first of the mm -hmm. next month. Didn't even have time to find a new plan or anything like that. So what I would recommend and what I'll tell, like if a client were to call me and say, hey, hey, Raul, I'm gonna be moving to, uh, to, to Las Vegas, Nevada, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be moving uh, on the 28th of this month. Say, here's what I would do. I would go ahead and do nothing Go ahead and get out there as soon as you do. Let's connect you with a good local agent out there that can review the plan, show you the different options out there, and get you on a new plan, and they'll do it over the next effective day. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be gone. What happens? Well, you'll have emergency coverage for that first month that you're there, but it's better to do that. And, and then, of course, if you are an agent that is licensed in multiple states, you can also you always do yeah. that yourself. Right, that business. Right, and, that, and that's perfectly fine to do. But again, let's do it once they've already made that move, and let's do it by not calling the carrier first. Give yeah. yourself some time to, to make that choice. One more piece to yeah. that is make sure that they're that they're okay on their prescriptions. Recommend mm -hmm. that they, they fill 
fulfilled all of their all of their before prescriptions they before yeah. they move. The last thing you want is for them to move out there and then they they run out of their supply of medications. So just make sure that you again, in addition to what you just said, make sure you make the recommendations. Yeah. It's sure just again, it's like how can we help people by giving them this kind of information that's going to really line them up to where they're not stressing? Because of course, is there a way to get your medications? You ran out and you moved. Is there? Of course, there is. Is it harder than if yeah. you would have just filled it before you left? Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, so let, let, that's, a, that's a great point. Appreciate that. Any other notes on, on the move? 60 days to do it yep. from the time that they move. 60 days. So five-star special enrollment period. Let's talk about that one real quick. Yeah. That's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's everybody's favorite one. Yeah. What does that mean? It means that the plan has been rated five stars by, by Medicare. And because of that, people can enroll all year long, all the way up through, is it through the November 30th? Through November 30th. With an effective date of December 1st of that plan yeah. year. So it's it's good, but it's also bad for the plan. <laughs> let, me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you why. So like people can enroll all year long. We saw this with one of the carriers here in San Antonio. Super excited. We have an enrollment period. Super excited that we have that opportunity. Really had a record year, even for our, yeah. for our company, a record year of enrollments because people were excited about a five-star plan. And then what happened this last AEP? Their numbers were not great. Of course, they still did, they still did well but nowhere near the previous AEP when they were first right. given that five star. And that's because people were able to enroll all year long. So we talk about not having your big pipeline of, of people to enroll in, but at this point, like anyone who wanted to enroll in United Healthcare, even through November the 30th, we're enrolling in, why wait? Why, yeah. why wait to start taking it? Why wait to join this wonderful five-star plan? Right. I can do that right now. So there are some, well, there's nothing negative about it other than the carriers were looking for more enrollments and, and, and weren't able to get it. So that's something, but it's a great opportunity for people and it's a, it's a one-time enrollment per year that they can yeah. take advantage of. But imagine going from a, from a plan and in in talking to people, hey, did you know that there's this five star plan? It means that you're on advantage plan right now. Is it five stars? You know, <laughs> it just opens up. You know, again, retail is a great opportunity. We think yeah. it's it's probably one of the best ways for especially new agents when you're when you're establishing yourself is work retail because people are going to come up and and you can ask them questions like that. Well, are you on a five star plan? Tell you know, and and so five star can move at any time in. Again, if they're on original Medicare, same situation, right? I think they can, they can jump onto a five-star plan. The official dates for five-star are December 8th, which is the day after AEP ends, through uh, November the 30th. They can enroll into, into that five-star plan. Uh, they can do that one time. They have a one-time opportunity to do that. And so what that does is it creates year-round selling, which yeah. is kind of the point that we're trying to drive home here, is if you're an agent who's out there and you're trying to find ways to build your book of business and to bring growth this time of the year, if there's a five-star plan in, in any particular market, if it's not in your market, maybe there are some some nearby markets that may have a five-star plan, consider that. And and that can be something that can lead to, uh, to more production for you. So Five star is huge because, uh, um, again, it's something to brag about, right? That, that yeah. it's a five star plan. You mentioned earlier, if it, we talk about retail and, and finding you know places. So I would say get with your upline and see if there's any opportunities for retail, uh, 
for you to, to sit in in a, in a grocery store. Or if there isn't, maybe look at doing some grassroots uh, and, and finding some retail spots for you for yourself. Find targeting dollar stores. If there are any dollar stores, usually those are in certain pockets of the community. Get with the store manager and, and see, find out what their busy days are yeah. and see if you can get out there and maybe set up a table outside the outside the store and just have some some information on Medicare plans, maybe promoting that five-star plan. Absolutely. Hey, the next one is a chronic special enrollment period. Let's talk about that one real quick. It's obviously it's gotta be uh, special needs plans specific, right? It's gotta yeah. be for that. So here in San Antonio, there is a uh, chronic special needs plan that is for diabetics and, and uh, patients with certain cardiac heart uh, conditions, heart yeah. conditions mm -hmm. right? So, so those plans, you know, here in San Antonio, uh, again, low income community, low income Hispanic community, very high in, in diabetes. And so it, it, it opens up just kind of all year. And I've seen people walk away from that, right? Where, where people meet somebody and you ask them, are you, are you low in, are you low income? Oh, or you're not, you know, obviously there's more tactful ways to yeah. ask that. Please don't, have, <laughs> don't, don't, say, ask that. don't say, are you low income? <laughs> But you, you, you get through that and you figure out that they're not and you don't have any other special enrollment period. Um, let's, or, or, or a big one is you, you run into someone with a, who's on original Medicare mm -hmm. and you're like, oh man, there's nothing I can do for you. Not thinking, oh yeah, there's a, there's a chronic special needs plan here in my area. I could get you on an advantage plan that way. And so we've even seen you know, people where they can enroll someone into a chronic special needs plan and you, you want to don't do this too often but they've enrolled them into the chronic special needs plan in in january with the february 1st effective date and then they later on used oep to get them moved over yeah. to another plan and and again that that's that we really recommend against that because that would generate you know the rapid disenrollment which never looks good to the yeah. to the carriers but but you know being being that there is that special enrollment period, that that is an opportunity if their people are on original Medicare that you could that you could do yeah. that, and uh, so chronic plans. A lot of them are strong plans. They they have they have good benefits, yeah. and, and so it puts people in a position. But even if they are in a in a situation where they are in this plan and it's temporary for the rest of this year, but at least you got them on a plan instead of being on original Medicare with no drug coverage. Right. Right. That kind of better thing. to have something in place than nothing at all. Yep. Disaster related SEPs were um, kind of go through real quick. Every once in a while, I'll get an email from a carrier. Hey, just so you know, there's a, a, a disaster related special enrollment period. Uh, it could have been a drought that, that and if someone says and the, the heart of it is if the person says, well, to be honest, I was dealing with the with the flooding. I didn't get a chance to use my enrollment period. I'd like to enroll in a plan. Then you'd be able to use yeah. it at that point. And so every carrier kind of looks at them differently. So where you might get an email from Humana saying, hey, you have this uh, this special enrollment period because of this disaster. And, and you know, it may end up being that the next one uh, United Healthcare says no. We don't. We don't right. do it. Like so, it's just it, it just depends on um, on the carrier and how they're how they're reading the rules. So last one uh, or last two uh, losing employer coverage. Real quick, losing employer coverage is a uh, is a is a big one where we see a lot of people who leave their job. And so they had employer coverage all this time, and now they need to enroll, enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan. Well, when we see that this is important versus IEP would be if they are um, 
If they're in a situation where they already took Medicare A and B, and then they're leaving their employer covered, that's when you would use this. Otherwise, you would use IEP, right? Right. You yeah. Know? So, another piece: uh, losing or leaving losing employer coverage. If you run into an individual and just in conversation, they're talking, you start talking about Medicare, maybe they're Medicare eligible already, like right. you mentioned, but uh, they, they've continued to take their insurance through work just because that was what they thought was what they needed to do. If you're sitting with them, you can let them know, hey, if, if your employer has 20 or more employees, you can actually leave your group insurance at, at any time to to jo- to get on to Medicare. Like say I turned 65, I'm now Medicare eligible, but I have my insurance at work. I'm just gonna keep my insurance at work. And you meet them um, and you have that conversation with them, you can actually leave your group coverage and apply for Medicare Part B and get onto a Medicare Advantage plan. A lot of times they just don't know because they, they don't know what they don't know. They don't know that they're over, may, might be paying too much in their premiums at work, They've got to deal with high deductibles, higher co higher copays and whatnot. There's value in them considering a Medicare Advantage plan. So at least sit down, do a cost analysis, and then do a comparison and see what makes the most sense for them. Again, it creates an opportunity for you. Absolutely. So all these things are are what we're hoping to help agents like realize this is a, a year long business. This isn't mm-hmm. just October. This is we don't just work in the fall right. around here. We are working all year long. There's opportunities and we want people to just really take advantage of that, put themselves in positions to win in this business. So uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. So we're going to continue to do this and really help everybody to be more successful in this business. So 